0: So here we are. We're back uh, with another episode of our podcast called Who Who Closed closed Last Night? night. This podcast is brought to you by Walnut Street Hospitality Group. And I know in your head you're thinking, well, who the hell is Walnut Street Hospitality (laughs) Group? So uh, who we are is a hospitality management and consulting company. We have some restaurants in Hawaii, some restaurants in Las Vegas, uh, we do all kinds of stuff, but uh, we wanted to get the message out on a podcast on some of the things that we have found to be helpful for us that we think that might be helpful for you. What about you? What do you think that... Uh, tell tell us what you think this podcast is is for.
1: I believe that this podcast is uh, for industry folks, by industry folks, and um and anybody that's interested in that in that area, right? Um, it's not just relatable for restaurant bars. Uh, it, it can be retail. If you're in a position on a business, operate a business that has customer service, I think this podcast
0: is for you. Uh, I think you're right. And the big thing about this podcast is to not make it a pain in the ass to learn something. It's, uh, it's really, we're going to tell you, um, we kind of break it down this way. We give you the goal or what we would call the real-life question. Yes. Th- then we turn around and give you real-life examples. And at the end of the day, we give you what we think we want you, we hope that you will leave with uh, an understanding of.
1: Yes, and that's
0: the real-life lesson. That's the real-life lesson. And so all of these topics uh, that we have, by the way, um, are, are just things that we've stumbled across. And when I say stumbled across, I mean we fell flat on our face. And, uh, uh, <laughs> with you know, grace. With gra- of course, with grace. <laughs> it's uh, and, and, of course, this is, you know, it's like uh, making soup. First, got to put the... <laughs> the stock together, then you add the ingredients and the roux and all that stuff. And at the end of this, you're gonna get some soup. My first step for soup is a can opener. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we call him Chef Zach. Oh, okay, Uh, (laughs) okay, okay. (laughs) Okay, so today's topic, and and this is another one of those that's near and dear to my heart, is um, (laughs) service. Is it a lost art? And I'm sure that all of you out there, uh, well, first of all, there's, uh, you know, the boomers, the uh, all, all the different generations are going to have different answers to this particular topic. But that's correct. <laughs> is service a lost art? And, um, you know, before we really jump into it, I mean, uh, what do you think? Just is service different today now than it was pre-COVID, different than it was Five years ago different than it was 10 years ago what do you think
1: it's completely different and maybe not so much in always a negative way right i remember growing up and uh my mom smoked cigarettes and so we sat in the smoking section she hid that
0: smoking by the way
1: (laughs) yeah um i'm not trying to get in trouble here um but I remember, you know, we'd walk into whatever restaurant we'd go into, and he, I think she would always, whenever we were around, sit in the non-smoking section, um, bless her heart. But, uh, you know, that was an option, and, and that was a part of service back then, right? And now, in, at least in America, I believe you can't do that, right? So those those are aspects that have changed just from a culture standpoint. But I would say, to answer your question, yes, service has changed, right? I think over the last handful of years, three or four years, uh, due to the pandemic, right? I think people younger than me might think service is when the Uber driver drops off your food and rings your doorbell <laughs> and sends you a picture of it at your doormat, right? And <laughs> and I don't think that's the service you talk about
0: that, that is or not, expect. Oh, that, that is absolutely not the service I talk about, and that's absolutely not the service uh, that I expect. So for me, a part of the, the service aspect is, actual uh interaction. Yes. Right? Genuine. In, in, genuine interaction. So it, I truly believe that there's different kinds of service. I think there's uh there's intelligent service and there is genuine service and there's observable service. And they're all different, but if you can if you have all three of those together, it's like woo a magic elixir. It's like the soup's already freaking made, right? <laughs> I like it when the soup's made <laughs> <laughs> without a can opener. <clears throat> so, with that being said, the the service levels of today in my opinion are do not equal the service levels of when I was growing up, which do not equal the service levels of the previous generation before me. Um, you know, everybody used to be compared to European service, and if you talk about airlines, you know, uh, European airlines are are have better service, or or are thought of as that way. I believe now that service means that you get the product that you're looking for without any relationship to building a relationship.
1: So you're saying it's bare minimum?
0: I'm saying... There's no frills or extras? There's not even the bare minimum most of the time, in my opinion. And I mean, I can give you tons of examples, but I'm going to give... I'm going to toss the ball to you because you're out there a lot too. And I think that you've experienced that lack of service. That's absolutely
1: correct. And I think that's why, um, for us we try to have that cutting edge and it might not be the cutting edge, but it's what separates our businesses from our competitors. Right. Um, I think one of the things that's different from a service, uh, at, uh, one of the restaurants we own is that if a guest wants to ask you where the restroom is, the server takes them, Oh, follow me. And they take them down the stairs around the bar to the restroom, open the door and, uh, and
0: guide them there right that's that's service that is service now would you would you classify that as genuine service smart service or observable service i think that hits all three i would say you're right i think one of the the main uh i guess what people perceive as service with um, the misconception of service is they think that by calling you by your name at a place <laughs> that you go to means that they've given you excellent service. To me, it just means I'm frequent there. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and, and it doesn't necessarily mean you're getting good service. <clears throat> what do you think genuine service, what what does that mean to you?
1: So I completely believe that genuine service makes or breaks the experience right if you have some cornball smiling at you uh telling you you know just doing these things because it's required of their position right Uh, let me they're not excitable they're not you can tell when someone's genuinely excited to have some guests to entertain right and and that's kind of how i think of it is in the service industry we're all entertaining our guests right uh we might be taking their order but we're having small talk with them, right? Hey, what are you guys doing today? You guys doing anything fun? Oh, you guys look nice. Where are you guys headed after this? You know, whatever that is, but that interaction can make the guest experience, It makes the food taste better. It makes right. the sun shine brighter, right? <laughs> but you can tell when someone else is, uh, is just going through the motions. Welcome to la la. This is what our chef did today. Uh, if you want it, that's great. If you don't, cool. Uh, can I get you some
0: water? Okay, I'll talk to you later. I, I agree with you. So th- there again, let's go back to the the recognizable, and and there could be more facets of of service, but I believe that it's genuine. So they're saying it because they truly want you to have a good time, right? Yes. They're taking care of you because they... It comes from the heart. Because it comes from the heart. The second aspect of that would be smart service or intelligent service. And uh, so I got a story for this. I bet you do. (laughs) (laughs) You know I got a story for everything, right? So this part of the soup is this. I go to this bank three, four times a week. I swear you love banks. I, they have my money. <laughs> you got to go check on it, it I right? I get it, So you go to the bank, and I go there mostly to, to get change uh, for one of the restaurants, you know, that goes through a significant amount of change. Yes. And uh, when I say, you know, we're talking between two and $4,000 a week of change, uh, it's changed, you know, for various reasons. But so I go in there with the check, and I give them a list of the denominations that I need. And um, this is what I would call uh, stupid service. Uh-oh. Uh, uh, no, I didn't, I didn't Uh-oh. say stupid. That We're was, in trouble. We're, well, and it's politically incorrect. I would say that this is not smart service. So here's what happens I say, okay, I need $3,000 and I need it in this, 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 and this. And the teller turns around gets the money, and now banking has changed since COVID, right? Now they've got these big plexiglass uh, dividers between you and the teller, and there's this little <laughs> opening at the bottom that is about two inches high by, I don't know, six inches wide, maybe eight inches wide. And that's where you're supposed to slide your deposit slip into. <laughs> your right, ID and your, banking your, card. Your, your ID, whatever whatever they require. Right? It's, it's big enough so you're, you're, it goes up to your wrist. You can get your wrist in there. Right. <clears throat> so then the guy gets the money, and he begins to count out three thousand dollars all across the counter and He doesn't front use the
1: machine that goes burr. that goes
0: no no nope 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 no machine I love that machine. No, I love that machine too.
1: I like the one that the hands out the money. It's like a printer where it just oh. it starts <laughs> giving you the denominate I want one of those. It doesn't
0: make that that doesn't well, I guess it does in the treasury, right? That's uh, what you're talking about. I don't know. Uh, but we that's... need one. <laughs> one of our loyal listeners and fans out there sent us a question. What did you guys do before you started owning businesses?
1: First off, thank you for the question. We love the engagement.
0: Absolutely. We'd like to have more questions like this and more feedback and some more, uh, wonderful fans, but at the end of the day, one of our podcasts will deal directly with why we feel we're qualified uh, to talk about this and what we've done in the past and, and how we got into our businesses, uh, that we are in now. So I'm gonna let Zach go first. How did you get into this?
1: Oh man, it's not so long of a story actually. But um, I've been in operations in different uh, industries uh, all my life, uh, starting with working at the YMCA all the way to running a warehouse, uh, four different warehouse inventory control equipment operators, but ultimately the operations, safety goals and compliance of warehousing. But when you step back from it, operations is operations, there are certain guidelines and procedures that need to be done. And I'm the person that gets them done. So operations kind of my background uh, with a strong warehouse background. And then I came out to help my father
0: with some restaurants
1: in Hawaii.
0: Yes, he did. So my, my background is actually, I started in restaurants when I was uh, a little boy. I think uh, maybe, uh, you know, minimum wage was $3 then or something. It's a long time ago, but at the end of the day, I stayed in restaurants until until I got into uh, that entrepreneurial mode. So I've always had this entrepreneurial mode. I started, I I, I got tired of working a lot of hours in food and beverage when I was younger. So I said, okay, I want to do my own business. And uh, I, I started a catering company which was stupid because it was just as many hours. Uh, Then I said, well, what do I like to do? And I kind of made a little chart and said, I like to be outside. I like physical activity, but I also want to use my brain. And so I started a landscaping business that uh, lasted about five years. And uh, this was in Ohio. So you work really hard for about nine months and then you pray for snow because we plowed snow in the wintertime. And if it didn't snow, it sucked and then i got into uh back into food and beverage and then into hotels Was the ceo of a hotel company on the east coast for a while and decided i wanted to get back into the food and beverage business so i got a restaurant in hawaii and called my son and said let's grow this sucker and that's what we're doing and that is our story in two minutes so here's here's where the he's got all this money spread out on the counter in front of him and he goes here's your money what now how the hell am i supposed to reach my hands in there and get the money that's all the way back by him how awkward is him
1: in his situation where he's like hands on the desk watching you like putting two pink fingers in and pulling out bills
0: it's crazy that is what i would call not very smart service, right? I would
1: agree with your, your first claim. That's stupid service. <laughs> that's, that's just not good.
0: So that is, that, that's my example of, of service that is not... Uh, unaware. Unaware, right? And he believes that by calling me by my name, it makes my hands and wrists smaller so that <laughs> I can reach in there and get the money. So um, when the real thing, all he has to do, which is about, you know, 20% of the time is put the money in the counter. It goes, <laughs> and then he hands it to you. You put it in an envelope and you're gone. You're gone. <clears throat> so it could be so simple. It could be so simple, but they don't think, right? People that provide non-smart service don't think. And 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 to be honest, he, he doesn't look like he likes his job. I, d- I don't think there's an ounce of energy coming. There's out no
1: one him. coaching him or developing them either.
0: So- which brings me to another. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, forget it. Uh, all I'm going to say is the people that he reports to at the bank don't notice it because they've never gone onto the counter side, yes, the customer side, and said, "Give me, you know, le- practice give- giving me some money." Let me see a different perspective. Take a different seat. See what my guest sees. That's exactly right. So, that smart service you talked about, genuine service. Um, let's talk about observable service. Yeah. Uh, I I think
1: one thing that uh, we like to do, and I think we do a pretty good job in um, the quick service counter concepts that we have is uh, menu guidance, right? So so everybody, if there's a line in there, it's kind of powerful because you might only have to do this once because everybody's listening. So it's like show, right? And you can have your personality. You can tell them, walk them through the menu, tell them what the popular things are, tell them what Your favorite thing is how you like to enjoy it, right? I like to eat the Chun's Bomber with avocado, jalapenos, and extra salsa, right? Um, If you know, you know, right? If you don't know, (laughs) you don't know. If you you know, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I tell that to the guests if I'm behind the counter. But I also tell them what what other guests like, what we're known for, uh, what awards we've won. And then ask them what they're, you know, are you here for breakfast? Are you here for lunch? I've got some great Hawaiian coffee over here. I'd love to pour you a a glass of it. Um, But that's observable, right? Everybody in that line felt like they got catered to. Everybody in that line was able to hear my spiel from Lack of a better word, and um, if people walk in after them, I'm gonna give them the same the same spiel, right? But everybody observed that I went out of my way to make everybody's experience customized to what they might like, because when they get up to the register, now it's an opportunity
0: to say, "Hey, do you have any questions? What What do you like? Um, how can I help you?" Right, right. So I think what what I'm hearing, if I can paraphrase a little bit, is just observable service is that energy and the smile and what they see and feel would, yes. would that be correct yes that my friend is powerful right very much though so. when you go into a place and you can feel energy i think that sort of service um and by the way you can have no one in your restaurant but if you feel the energy you don't notice that. Right. right? And I think uh, that's very important in combining that plus the intelligent or smart service um, plus the genuine part of it. All of that together is powerful.
1: It makes the food taste better. It makes the sunshine brighter. It (laughs) puts
0: a little pep in your step. Uh, But but it is powerful. It is powerful. I think, uh, you know, they say um, that you can have... Uh, great food and mediocre service and that meal becomes mediocre. I agree. If you have mediocre food but great service, that meal becomes great. And and I I believe that.
1: I think if we all were honest with ourselves and reflected on maybe a, a a bad time at a restaurant, it probably started with poor service.
0: Right from when you walk in the door. The hostess. The, 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 there you go. That is what we're talking about. That is what we we call uh you know Total service, and uh, my question to all of you out there is What are some of the great experiences that you've had? With we want to hear it, w- we want to hear it not only with uh b- bad service, by the way, we want to hear about great service. Heck yeah, tell us
1: about where we need to go, where everybody needs to check out. Let's not only be uh having fun with you, let's uh point everybody in the direction of a, of a great establishment.
0: Yes, uh, that's important, and by the way, um. You know, we're doing this podcast here in, in Las Vegas, and we eat out frequently, and there are some, some places here that give great service. Yes. And I, you know, at, on this particular episode, we're not going to give a shout-out to them, but uh, they give great service. But let's take this back one other step. So as a business uh, owner, as a business itself— who gives the business great service? Is it the vendors? Yes, yes. Uh, and
1: I could say that uh, we walk that walk. Uh, so uh, if a vendor, um, not to throw anybody under the bus, but if a vendor messes up, we're their customer, right? Uh, we we provide them with revenue, right? So in my mind, I expect the same level of service that I provide to my guests from my vendors, my purveyors. And they don't ever see it that way until you say, hey, I'm your customer, and if you feel some type of way about me expecting the level of service that I provide to my guests, this might not be a good partnership. But they want your account.
0: But they absolutely want your account. But conversely, now I'm going to talk about a, a, costor, or a vendor for us that gives us great service, and that's... Yes. And, uh, you know, we're not getting paid to plug them, but Johnson Brothers. Uh, my man, Scott. My man, Scott. This is a guy that gives us customer service, and it's genuine, it's smart, and it's observable. Check, check, check. Check, check, and check. And he'll he'll go out of the way.
1: To, if he's in our restaurant dropping off whatever it is, wine, spirits, um, his favorite, whatever. And a guest asks him anything. He acts like he owns the place. He's like, oh, that's great. Let me give you some information. He has a story for everything. And he is a
0: great entertainer. He's a great entertainer. But I think what I'm saying is it's possible to have a great business with great partners that give you great service. It is possible. A lot of people would think that that's impossible. Or it it certainly seems that way. Um, So here we are. The message is... Give great service. Great service is important. And great service is made up of uh, at least three components. One would be smart service. The other would be genuine service. And the last one, uh, at least for this uh, podcast, would be observable service. Yes. You do those three things and you're getting return customers. Would you agree?
1: Yes. Like I said, the food tastes better. The sun shines brighter. (laughs) Guess. Great guest customer service is, is what everybody, how everybody feels appreciated.
0: I would agree. So that's your real life lesson for today from Who Closed Last Night? Brought to you by Walnut, Walnut Street, Street Hospitality, Hospitality Group. Group. And you know what? Us saying that together, it's almost like we should sing it. It's like cheesy, right? Please We're, no. But, but yeah, we're not going to sing it because not only will it be cheesy, but it'll sound (laughs) terrible. But, uh, we do like, uh, you know, in addition to making our soup with all these ingredients we've been talking about, we do make pizza. It comes with a little extra cheese from us and from us to you. Thank you for tuning in. How do they reach us? So, you can find all our
1: links Facebook, Instagram. I think TikTok's coming online. Um, and please send your Who Closed Last Night story of the week. We want to highlight you on our podcast and send those stories to Who Closed Last Night at gmail.com. We'd love to laugh with you, cry with you, um, figure out a way to present your stories and work it into our content. But again, this, this podcast is for industry people, by industry people. Um, and everybody else who
0: appreciates that. Take some sunshine from us, disperse it out there to your peeps, and from the two of us, aloha. And we'll catch you next
1: time.